0: hello everybody wow what do you say about that one jesus as you can tell uh, i haven't slept well my name is luke thomas i am the host of the luke thomas show on siriusxm rush channel 93 i'm also the host of various podcasts on uh mmafighting.com um the monday morning analyst the promotional practice live chat i'm on the mma beat you've seen me a few places uh thank you for watching wow wow okay ufc 207 just finished um Where do we start with that one? Whoa. There's so much I want to say about Cody Garbrandt because I'm so utterly impressed and uh, amazed by what he did, but we obviously have to start where this discussion starts, which is Ronda Rousey. If you are just joining me, I know this is a spoiler. I'm sorry that there are spoilers. I need it for the SEO in the headline. I just do. So I apologize to you. I know some of you have complained about it, but let's just talk about what happened, please. Ronda Rousey has been KO'd and it took only 48 seconds into the first round. And that even doesn't really tell the story. She got torched from the word go. King Mo the Wall, who I know just lost to Cro at Ryzen in the initial stage, of the open weight tournament made a point to i believe i want to give a shout out to ian kid and um and the three amigos podcast and everyone involved with there uh he made a point he was like look how do you beat a clinch you have to have straight punches down the line and of course to the extent to get any close you need to have inside control and you have to clinch break right and amanda nunez executed that to perfection from the minute the bell rang. She was firing a jab hard in Ronda Rousey's face, right? I talked to Brian Stan earlier this week, and he made a point about talking to John Lineker's opponents. And what they said was, you know, they kept poker faces, but the first shot that John Lineker landed in a fight was a body shot, and it's in it. Oh. Mm, and it made it hard to do anything after that and the same thing can be said when you the i mean the fight starts you don't touch gloves you're moving and the first thing you eat is a stinging jab followed by another stinging jab you must think i have transported myself right back to the scene of the crime man melbourne australia um <laughs> wow and from there it was just academic i mean this is what it would look like seriously like if you pulled in someone off the street, it would probably last shorter than that. I know this sounds incredibly demeaning and we're gonna say nice things about Rhonda because we have to right The greater context of Rhonda Rousey is in I mean it is you can't say enough nice things but the but the but the the, the context of the moment is in, we just have to call it like we see it. if you pulled in someone who was literally an amateur fighter and had them fight Amanda Nunez in a gym, that's basically what it would look like. You would call that abuse. Uh, shocking. Shocking. It's not so much shocking that Amanda won. Of course not. And if, it, and if, And if Rousey had gone in there and done the same, it wouldn't be shocking either because we walked into this bout with so many unknowns. But Amanda Nunes knew exactly what she had to do. She was right about the clinch breaking. She was right about her preparation. She was calm the whole time. And I do believe it did benefit Rousey to not have to answer for the media. She probably would have performed even worse, although at this point it's hard to imagine like how much worse it would have been. But I do think it is fair to say that it provided probably some benefit, but it provided a benefit to Amanda Nunes too because she didn't have to answer for anything. Thing. All she had to do was go to the laundromat with Nina Ansaroff, do a couple of videos of embedded, watch her weight, do what she was planning to do, and then go about her merry day. And that's and 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 it worked. And it worked. It worked to an extraordinary degree. There is a video floating around as I speak to you at this moment saying Rhonda Rousey has announced her retirement. It is fake news. Now, by the time you watch this, be it tomorrow or whenever post my press conference, that might change. I, I'm literally speaking to you. Let me just show you. Well, oh, damn it! Because I I just want to be clear about this, so everyone knows. I don't wanna I don't wanna cheat the. It is, one eighteen East Coast time according to my watch. Okay, one eighteen, so that might change after that. But as I speak to you right now, that is not the case. Uh, but what is the case is Amanda Nunes has defended her bantamweight title. And what can we really say about this? If you're Ronda Rousey, this must. I don't know what is next for her as I speak to you at this moment. But I I I. What can you say? You had all the time off that you needed, both to feel uh, to heal physically and to get away from the pressures of the celebrity world that um, had been around her. You were paid handsomely an announced uh, purse of three million guaranteed, plus whatever the hell she gets on maybe from, from pay-per-view points. She didn't have to answer to the media. She was in impeccable condition. I mean, whatever else you want to say about Ronda Rousey tonight, no one is going to say she walked in there and looked before the bell rang. Anyway, physically unprepared. This is a this is a uh, a rebuke of whatever it is she has been doing, despite that she had all of these other conditions with the wind at her back. And you know, I don't know exactly what those things are. I think we'll figure it out as time goes on, but. You know what? Shout out to people like Jonathan Snowden and other MMA insiders who, when they write about Ronda Rousey, they don't shy away from the fact that there is this giant elephant in the room, namely coach Edmund Tarverdian. Um, It is not fair to pin every single blame on him. He's not the one in there fighting. It is actually her. She has some blame to shoulder for the way in which she responds. And blame is not quite the right word, but certainly some measure of responsibility. It is a competition, but you know, uh, Ryan Hall, was talking about this on Twitter and I had many other people as well how is it you took Ronda Rousey who uh was this incredible world beater and I don't know if she's going to continue that maybe maybe she will maybe she won't but how is it you had her and now she can't even last one minute with Amanda Nunes forget about beating her not even a minute not even a round she can't last a round with Amanda Nunes and Amanda Nunes isn't some scrub she's the champion I'm just saying have you ever seen a beat? You don't. You don't like when you watch UFC championship fights. Okay, Jose Aldo gets slept sometimes. This, this happens, right? The one lucky shot, but you don't normally see this kind of major differential. That's fairly rare. Look at the co event tonight. Yes, Cody Garbrandt looked unbelievable, but it went five rounds. You don't. When at the championship elite level, you know, and I won't call the shot that hit Jose Aldo lucky, but you know, a big powerful one shot from McGregor, you can understand that even if it happened 13 seconds in, that it happened. You know, a St. Pierre getting put out by Sarah, that happened sort of unexpectedly and rather quickly. But title fights typically are not these like super lopsided affairs. This was incredibly lopsided. Incredibly lopsided. Straight punches down the middle, clinch breaks, and it was over. Simple. Simple. If you have... I, I, I don't know what else to say about it, except that is... <laughs> you know, look when ESPN's writing about Ronda Rousey and they talk about her struggle with the media and their struggle with fame and the struggle with pressure and they don't say one fucking word about this guy who is having these extraordinarily tax problems who um, I won't say that he has lied on the record but there is certainly some inconsistencies in the statements that he's made to tax authorities whose other fighters around him have had extraordinary, extraordinary losing streaks. Yeah, there's questions to be asked there, man. And I, you don't see any of that. You just don't see any of that. Um, but let's t- stop and take a minute, number one, to say nice things about Ronda Rousey. I I don't know if this is the end, but, you know, Joe Lozon was tweeting tonight, and he was making a good point. He was like, look, let's not forget this is the woman who was giving every other bands white woman nightmares for years, and that is absolutely true, and that should be recognized and respected. It is just so – it is – it's – I don't want to say sad, but it's Ronda Rousey deserves better. She deserves better. She deserves better and she should have someone around her that can maximize her talent and to the extent that she's the architect of her own problems. Okay, fair enough, but you know, someone of that caliber who had that much of a lead on her contemporaries should have someone around her who can take care of her, who can guide her into that next evolution, who can do the things for her that she needs and it is clear and and again she bears responsibility for this um for a number of different directions but um it's clear she is not getting it um i'm gonna let me just go to twitter just here for just a second to see if there's anything to say about um what's what's next for her if anyone sees anything about her retiring please tweet me so i don't miss it because i want to make sure that this stays as current as possible um But, okay, let's talk also about Mana Nunez. What can you really say about this? She looked calm the whole time. She never let the moment get to her, not at the weigh-ins, not from the lack of the ability to promote herself, nothing. She stayed even keel the whole time. We had her on my show on SiriusXM. She came right from the 205 weigh-ins in New York City, from MSG down to the bar we were at. We are doing their SiriusXM show. What was it called? Legends. And she was totally calm and, frankly, in a good mood. She never, ever once flinched. Under the, under the under that uh, not merely that the, the literalness of that but the but the moment she was always ready to go uh, incredible by her incredible composure veteran savvy sticking to a game plan and you can see man if you have the right game plan sometimes it ne- doesn't necessarily take all that long it'll be interesting to see who's next for her I suspect the winner of Shevchenko versus um, Juliana Pena now what can you be said about the UFC there was a lot of people out there. And I understand not everyone understands. I I have not produced this. I am hardly uh, a spokesperson for or the final arbiter of what proper fight promotion looks like. But I can just tell you in a decade of covering this, you typically want to feature both athletes, one more so than the other. There's an A side and there's a B side. And the fact of the matter is Ronda Rousey was the A side, period, end of story. A side by a country mile. And that's not up for debate. But you don't want to have the A side to the point where you don't even know who the B side is. How could you not promote her? Brian Sand again was on my show. He was like thinking about it. He said, like, look, okay, Holly Holm beat her and she became a bigger star as a consequence. But Misha Tate lost to Ronda Rousey twice and also became a big star. Even if Amanda Nunes had lost, there would still be something like positive to say about that fact. And they and they weren't able to to leverage that because they chose not to. They chose not to by not featuring her in that ad. They chose not to by not allowing her. I mean, they had a scrum for her on um, I think that Tuesday in Las Vegas, but they didn't even invite me. You know, I'd be happy to feature Amanda Nunes, but I didn't get invited. And a lot of other media outlets didn't either. Look who was there. Not a lot of people. Um, So that's something to be said for that, too. Like, you had no ability. You have not just, Ronda Rossi, it it would be one thing if she lost, and there would be some sort of salvageable moment in there. It went three rounds, and she was winning early and got caught or something. There's nothing salvageable from this. Nothing. Other than she looked tremendous on the scales, and that's about it. Um, and now Amanda Nunes can't be pivoted. She goes up there and Amanda Nunes says, I just beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey. She's gonna go back to acting. Like you could tell there was some rage built up inside of her from the fact that she had not been that rage is a strong word, but certainly frustration that she had been a little bit passed over. But she put all that behind her and stayed focused on the task at hand. What a champion she is, a deserving champion, a a a you know, wasn't so much classy, but you can understand the, you know, a, a human champion in many ways. Um amazing, amazing, amazing what what the 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 turn of events you know um, they really mishandled her. There's opportunity here. I don't think it's a completely um, barren moment where they have nothing they can do with it, but it is nevertheless uh, this is far from ideal, super far from ideal. so there's that. um I'll come back and revisit this main event in just a moment, but I'll say this in defense of WMEIMG and the new era, anyway, the new ownership era. Uh, Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> I mean, they must be thrilled in those offices, and they better be. Cody Garbrandt came of age tonight. Wow! Let us go for the moment, if we can. Through someone says correction, Lizus. No, oh, I don't know what that is. Um, Here is Cody Garbrandt's 2016. Ready for this? Uh, In February, he beat Augusto Mendez in the first round in under five minutes, four minutes, 18 seconds. Then he beat Thomas Almeida via KO in less than three minutes in May. Then he beat Takeya Mizugaki in less than a minute at UFC 202 in August. Then he unanimously decisions Dominic Cruz and break dances in the middle, doing fake sprawls just because he could in December. He goes from unranked to number one. Well, it was not number one contender because that does belong to TJ, TJ Dillashaw. But he goes from unranked to top contender, or at least top-ish contender, beats other top contemporaries, and then goes and beats Dominic Cruz in a way no one has. Truly an absolute fighter of the year candidate not only goes from unranked to champion beats the number three pound for pound guy in the sport and there are people have the temerity to be like well, he's got neck tattoos what a goober we I, I, everyone who has tattoos probably has a couple of bad ones and i agree the neck tattoo it's a donk thing all right fair enough who gives a fuck who cares who cares look at this kid everyone in the media will tell you he is a he is a joy to work with. He is pleasant. He is funny. He is nice. He answers uh, text messages. He gets on there. He talks to the fans. He makes times for uh, makes time for people uh, beyond just the media. Everyone else. And when he talks to me, he's not just talking to me. He's talking to you. Right. That's what that is it's about. It's not really about talking to me. It's really more or less like I gotta get the message out to you folks. That's what that's about. And he makes time for everybody when that when that happens. And then he goes in there and he finally does. And I, I, I'll say, well, I'm going to have to go back and watch this fight like three or four times. But like, what did I notice? What I noticed was he just never bit on the fakes and feints. They had no real effect on him. All of this and the ducking and the dodging and the turning and the coming up, it, it never fazed him. And so whenever Dominic Cruz actually closed the distance, he could time it. He could pivot and time it. He could slip and time it. Every, everything. Um, you know, if you can get Somebody guessing Dominic Cruz's style is a nightmare. But if all that ducking and dodging doesn't work, it doesn't matter anymore. Plus, he was able to shut down the wrestling. That was a key component. You know, TJ Dillashaw, everyone compares TJ Dillashaw and Dominic Cruz, right? Dillashaw likes to strike a little bit more than Cruz does. Cruz likes to mix it up, and if you can, really bring in that wrestling. And he had a couple of really brilliantly timed takedowns, so did Cody Garbrandt, but he never really was able to get it going. Uh, as a consequence, he was forced to strike with him. And I think that hand speed from Cody Garbrandt, the ability to pivot, the, uh, the he has uh, his punches, they used to come like this, and then they came like this, and now they're starting to come like this, still a little bit wide, but the hand speed of them, the defensive... Um, the head movement that he's brought in, the the distance management that he has really incorporated, he is a nightmare. He's a super, super nightmare. And he's what? Twenty, how old is this kid? Twenty-five years old? Boy, good luck fighting him because you're gonna need it incredible, incredible performance by him, and no one's ever done that to Dominic Cruz. And look, here's the truth about Dominic Cruz's style. Do I completely count him out in a rematch? You'd be foolish to do that. Wasn't his night tonight, no doubt about it. Cody Garbrandt was just the better fighter, period. He had 25 minutes, Dominic Cruz, to defend his title. I gave him one round, maybe two if you're really super generous, but no doubt about it, Cody Garbrandt won at least three rounds, if not more, and I purposely didn't score it, because I knew scores, if the fight went on, might be all over the place, I just kind of wanted to see, and for sure, for the first 10 minutes, they were a little bit over the place, but then by that third round on, man, he just took the baton and ran with it, Uh, incredible, incredible, incredible job, and you have to think, you know, Team Alpha Male, they kept swinging that axe, at Dominic Cruz and credit to Dominic Cruz for just denying them fighter after fighter, camp after camp, event after event, year after year, frankly, even generation after generation to an extent. But finally, finally, they cracked the code. He got older, they got younger, younger, he got faster. And and certainly I don't think that Dom has declined, but uh these guys have finally got somebody who is quick enough, agile enough, smart enough confident enough calm enough present enough in the moment um to be able to do all the things that he needs to do to beat someone who has frankly the most extraordinary fight IQ of anyone I've ever seen in the game it just wasn't enough if you can't get Cody to bite and and he was attacking the legs a lot Dominic Cruz but it never ever seemed to slow down the leg positioning or the ability to uh, sit down on his punches in the way that Cody needed to and so I'm not saying the the effort was worthless, but it didn't, I don't think it paid off in ways that Dominic Cruz thought it was going to, so that's incredible, and, you know, to give your belt up that you first got, you know, the kid, everyone says he beat cancer, certainly, but, you know, if you ever had any, anyone with cancer in your life, uh, you know, are you ever sure you ever really beat it, you know, is um, just an incredibly difficult struggle for anyone whose family's ever dealt with it, so if the kid's uh, beat it already, great, I hope it never comes back, I hope he lives the most productive, happy life, but the point being is he put his belt around a kid who had cancer, maybe, you know, as a guy's... Defined this kid's youth, and Domin- and, uh, and and Cody Garbrandt's first order of business is to put a belt around that kid. I mean, what a champion! What a champion that kid is. God damn! <laughs> I mean, take your hat off to that kid. He got rattled probably in that pre-fight stuff. he never dealt with somebody who has that kind of control up here, who had been at this kind of stage before, who'd been on big pay-per-views and main events in five rounds where they dim the lights and they call your name like Bruce Buffer where he's wearing you know, a Liberace jacket. He's never he, He'd never been at that level before, and he came up to it, and I think it was a little bit of struggles early, but he was focused on the vision, had a great game plan, had a great preparation, wasn't ever breathing hard. In the fifth round, he was breathing kind of like this, occasionally would take a deep breath, but not a whole lot to it, and, and was able to pivot on the front leg time dominic never bite on the fakes and faints and tore him to pieces tore him to pieces man um incredible truly truly incredible i take my hat off to him uh let's keep this going so i don't do this forever all night how about tj dillashaw and john lineker now i was super impressed what tj dillashaw did of course then you see what amanda nunez and cody garbrandt do so it you changes your opinion a little bit but um tj dillashaw did a great job too he took a couple of hard shots from john lineker lineker was um Uh, what do you want to say, I think very reluctant to engage early, very reluctant to walk down. You know, in the Dodson fight and, of course, in, like, the Rob Font fight, he was marching them down. He didn't want to do that against T.J. Dillashaw. Why? Probably a takedown threat. Probably he realized he could get timed or could get an angle cut on him and get countered. So he was very respectful of that. And um, it's interesting. I will go over this more in the Monday Morning Analyst, but the takedowns he was able to hit. It's a double, and what you do is, you know, rather than, like, planting, okay, so if I'm facing my left leg forward, my left leg, or excuse me, my right leg forward, my right leg might touch the ground, but it's the one that bends the most, and then you might cut the corner opposite, so if I'm leaning with my right, I might cut the corner to my left. There's another way you can do it where you go basically straight back, although you can cut angles at that way too, but rather than, than, than knee pounding on that angle and then cutting, you just put your ankle behind their lead leg, or you can even on their back leg if you want, and then you just kind of go straight. It's like a double into a trip. And, you know, you saw uh, Misha Tate have great effect with that over Holly Holm. Here was TJ Dillshaw doing the exact same thing. Uh, rather than trying to, you know, wrap up with him and take him a different direction, go high and go low at the same time. That's what that accomplishes. So um, great job by him in, in executing those vicious ground and pound. Had guard passing, was threatening. Good control of the underhooks was cross-facing on top. And Whenever um, Lineker was able to roll the turtle, he was getting ridden, like, you know, these guys who come from the collegiate background, you get a turtle, man, they'll, they'll make your life pretty miserable. That's exactly what they did, heavy ground and pound. And, um, you know, he did a lot of the same thing, the stand switching, throwing the high kick from the southpaw and the orthodox position. Um, that didn't land so much, but, you know, worked on the body, just kind of just completely outclassed him. Simple question. We go over this all the time in the Monday Morning Analyst. Whose offense was more dynamic? Which guy looked to you like this to be the more advanced version of the other one? No doubt about it, it was uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Um, Shame, though. You know, Lineker makes weight, and (laughs) I had nothing to show for it, you know. So I I don't know about you guys. Can't wait to see T.J. Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. That's going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal fight that's going to be. If that kid can be dialed in in the way that he was dialed in tonight, look out. And I think my colleague, Errol Hawane, wrote on Twitter, man, can the UFC go back to Cleveland and put a Stipe fight with a Cody Garbrandt fight on Two guys from that area, they're gonna they're gonna set it on fire over there. Uh, believe land will be uh will be a, a happy town that night, I, I can imagine. If you know, at least up until the fight. Who knows what happens on the fight night? But certainly Cleveland is a viable opportunity for them. Um the other two fights on the main card were not great. Donkeyong Cam defeating Tarek Safadine, a bit of a clinch fest, not a whole lot to say about this. I'll probably go over that more on the Monday morning analyst. Ray Borg defeating Lewis Smoke. Louis Smoke, Louis two losses in a row. Um, had a tough weight cut. I know Ray Borg did not because he didn't make weight. And folks were asking, like, at what point can we ask a question about like guys who are missing weight and do really well? Like this one, you know, um, Brazilian Oliveira and some other ones. Um, I think we need to collect some data on it, but it, it it stands to reason. Oh, this guy killed himself to make weight and did it. This guy did not kill himself to make weight is a big version of this. And then they show up on fight night and they look, you know, they have that size advantage and they look amazing. You know, can't all be coincidence. Um, we move to the preliminary card, Neil Magny defeating Johnny Hendricks. <sighs> what do you say about this fight? Um, Hendricks has good wrestling, but in the second round, when he was guard passing, he was giving Neil Magny a lot of problems, but in that first and that third, he had good posture, but he, but Neil Magny has a super long guard so he can tie you up. And in that third round. He had the triangle, he was, but it wasn't full, so he's gonna go for the arm bar. So you'll watch Johnny, he like punches his shoulder back in so that he kind of baits the triangle and then can maybe get his elbow back behind him a little bit. Like if your arm is extended, it won't work so well. But if you can punch in and then bring your elbow kind of closer to your body, um, uh, you'll you'll prevent that. But then he sort of let the triangle get really tight as a consequence. And uh, I had some people being like, oh, Hendrix won. You know, I think it's debatable to an extent, but for me, Magny stole the first and the third. And just, you know, especially in that first, threatening the sub, didn't relent to pass, throwing up... i uh, oh, sorry, threatening the sweep. Yeah, the sweep where you push both feet on the ankles and grab the heels. Um, he just did more. And Johnny Hendricks, man, I don't know that he's much of a threat anymore in striking, and I don't know who, how depleted he was in the end, like what version of this we're looking at. But... Um, I think he's still pretty good wrestling and he's still pretty good grappling if he has energy, but the striking is just is just not is just not what it once was. It's it's not it's bad. It's very, very bad. Um Shoeface defeating uh Marvin Vittori. Just, you know, the Brazilian was just a little bit technically ahead. Uh Alex Garcia, I mean landing a right hand steps to the right, excuse me. Steps to his left, has a right hand waiting for him, comes right down the pike. Pyle was throwing a uh, a right knee, I believe, but the punch landed first and literally knocked him off of his feet. Like he came in the air and then, you know, back flat on the mat. Um, vicious KO. 41 years old. You really have to wonder, like, what's left for him. Nico Price trying, arm trying, excuse me, Brandon Thatch. And then Alex Oliver and Tim Means having this terrible fight where it ended via no contest. And Mark Ratner, you know, I like Mark Ratner a lot. And everyone seems to be confused about the rules getting on there and being like, oh, hey, this, these are legal knees. Under no circumstance were these legal before the rules were changed, nor are they legal when the rules eventually get changed again. Like, there's no circumstance where any of those are legal. If your knee is touching the ground, <laughs> you're a downed opponent. I don't know what that was about. That was a bizarre moment, too. Um, wow. Wow. What do you say about that, huh? Uh, any questions? Let's see. Oh they have they have Edmund Audio? Wanna hear it? This is Edmund Audio. Be patient, no fake. your moments. I got my drink here. Head movement! Head movement! Head movement! Head movement! She'll fade up oh man, she's just getting caught in space. Head movement. Head movement. No head movement. Yes, move. mm. Tries to wrap, gets up. chucked head off. Up. Head up. Up. Straight punches. A little jump. bit wingy. Clinch, Clinch break. Head Good job, job. More, more. More, please. Oh, she's just getting caught. Oh more, man. Please, 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 Oh! No! Oh my God! Amanda nunez stops by the corner and goes like this. That is shocking unbelievable uh, after missing weight and winning what do you see next for uh, Borg at 125 um, certainly top seven or eight contender I think what do you think Cruz would need to do different in a rematch man I have to go back and watch this is just my immediate reactions I can only give so much specificity but I um, If the the takedowns aren't part of it and you're alarmed by the speed, it is not exactly clear to me what he's going to do. Plus, you can't get the guy to bite on the fakes and feints. Um, Man, it's going to be tough. How much do you think this increases Connor's bargaining power with the UFC now? Oh, extraordinary. Extraordinary amount. Um, You know, you're talking about your one guy who has the ability to uh, command these extraordinary audiences and be counted on to at least compete. You know, Nurmagomedov might win if they fight, but it would take a while to probably subdue McGregor, even if that happened. Um, he has he has quite a bit of uh, uh, leverage. In fairness, though, to Cody Garbrandt, I'm not putting him on the same level as McGregor or Rousey, but I do think a star was born tonight. Born, not at its peak, but born. So it says boxing versus judo right there. Not exactly. They don't teach clinch breaking quite like that in boxing. Um, If she wants to continue to fight, she needs a new coach and a new camp. I don't know how you can argue with that. Edmund will fail her every time. He is not deserving of someone of that caliber and not capable of using it effectively. And I don't know who can possibly argue with with us at that point. I mean, she had all that time and came out completely unprepared. I mean, she, I'm sure she was prepared in the sense of what they had game planned, but clearly that is worthless. Wow, even Donald Trump is tweeting about her. <laughs> Amazing. I think what you said about Ronda deserving better is true, but we also know that the fight game is ruthless. Look at Hopkins. Absolutely, but Hopkins had a nice long career. Went out at the very end at age 51, 52. You know, Ronda Rousey is, what, not even 30. Um, Her Pantene Pro-V commercial airing on the Jumbotron. This is is not the way she needs to go out. You know, this is not fair to her. Even if she is part of the architect of her own problems. <clears throat> rossi keeps her hands up but doesn't defend them no blocks or parries noons <clears throat> threw only one one twos she only needed to <coughs> pardon me and not only that she stayed in space right one two right in space you're going to get caught when you get countered you're not cutting at an angle you're not moving you're doing nothing you don't want two, whoop you're going to get lit up by anybody good skip bayless i don't care about skip bayless who can the celebrities cheer for now? I don't know. Amanda should be fighter of the year. She destroyed the two biggest female MMA stars and beat Shevchenko in 2016. You're right. If Cody Garbrandt's a candidate, so is Amanda Nunes. Easy, easy call. Won the title, defended it, beat Tate, beat Shevchenko. Tough fight, but beat Shevchenko. uh, And then beat Rousey like it was nothing. She beat, what was, how fast did she beat uh, Rousey? Excuse me, not Rousey. Um, Tate. She beat Tate in 316 in 48 seconds, so she beat them combined in less than a round. Damn. Amanda Nunez on a war path in 2016. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Maybe now the UFC will give Amanda Nunez the respect she deserves. P.S. I'm officially sold on Cody. Very good. After all the promotion focusing exclusively on Rousey's comeback with few mentions of Nunez, Nunez made them eat crow. And then some. And then some. Just me, or did it seem like Cruz's right foot or right leg was giving him trouble? Maybe a little bit. UFC pushed Rousey with fear the return. Now it's they who should be fearful now that they have totally dissed their champ. Man. (laughs) Man. And Amanda Nunes is now tweeting, taunting pictures of her and uh, Ronda Rousey. Final thoughts on Goldberg's career. Not sure if you guys heard, at the very end he was able to say something. I have to go back and listen to it exactly, but he was like, you know, the Zufa family would be my family forever. So he got to say a little bit something, but it wasn't quite like a Vern Lundquist, uh, like send-off. It wasn't that at all. Let me just say something, man. It, it takes a true pro. You know, I've, I, I'm not going to sit here and take back anything I said about Goldberg's deficiencies, but I am going to say a nice thing, which is, I hope it's a nice thing anyway. This guy had um had to do this broadcast, couldn't let anyone really know or tell that something was wrong, had to end it professionally, right? Not merely for the like the basic ethical concern in, in place, but like it's you know that's what a professional's job is, right? You and the the company you work with may have had some differences, but that's what a pro does. A pro does their job every time, completely all the way through. They don't end poorly, right? If you end poorly, you're not a pro. And he ended, you know. I'm not saying he was amazing tonight or anything, but he ended like he, he normally does. And, um, didn't seem like it was anything amiss or a complaint. Like if you didn't know what was happening, you wouldn't be able to tell there's anything particularly unusual about it. Anyway, long story short, um, he was able to say something about it. It's, to, to, to have that kind of professional composure. And so I respect my Goldberg for that. And people were like, you know, it's it's bullshit of Zufo not to give him a goodbye. Let me just tell you, man, in broadcasting, you almost never get a goodbye. It's very rare. In, in in radio, for example, you just get fired that day, and you don't ever get a chance to say goodbye to your audience. And it's awful, and it's cutthroat. And it, to people, even in radio, it makes no sense, and TV is the same. You know, if you're a beloved anchor, and if you're signing off for something, they might give you a little bit of time, but... It's very, very, rare. usually you don't even know when your last broadcast is. And so um, the fact that you got to say anything is, I'm not going to say it's great or something, but it's better than I've seen for a lot of other really talented broadcasters who deserve better too. It's a terrible industry in many ways. Um, so you know what? Credit for Mike, to Mike Goldberg for doing the job to the best of his ability tonight, not letting on that all this was going on, and then ending on a high note and a very classy statement. And um, um good for him, man. Really good for him. All right, let's see how much power does Connor gain with the outcome. Cheers from Spain from Ruben Osorio. Boy, oh, if Connor wants to talk, he can call me. All right, we're gonna see, <laughs> see about that. We're gonna see about that. We're gonna see what time it is, man. We're gonna see what time it is. Um, wow, incredible. Uh, all right. I don't want to belabor the point anymore. If you guys have any emails, please, by all means, reach out to me. Luke Thomas at sbnation.com. If there is interest, I might do another video tomorrow or some point this weekend, just as like recap anything that happens at these pressers that's happening now. Um, subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate when you do, I'm sorry for any of the spoilers. I really am, but what a night, please give the video a thumbs up. Tell folks about it. If you guys like this, um, let folks know about it. Like I said, subscribe and thumbs up. This will be a cool thing we can do. Um, here on the internets thank you guys so much congrats to all tonight's winners especially cody garbrandt and amanda nunez and everyone else who had some great success but in particular those two um we are lucky to be able to watch performances like that really truly it's very 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 unique um okay it is 1 50 in the morning i have to go i appreciate everything and until next time uh get some sleep (laughs) all right thank you guys